Hello and welcome to the 250, the podcast where we vomit on a collection of priceless vintage erotica. I'm Douglas and with me as always is my co-host Jonathan. How are you, Jonathan? Oh, Douglas, I feel very good about writing that intro. I'm very proud of that one. <laughs> I thought it was good. <laughs> it, there's a, this is a film about various different aspects of the human condition and Jonathan here chooses vomiting on priceless vintage erotica. Because it's funny, Douglas. Because it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> Got to get the hook. If this is your first time shooting into the 250, we have taken a snapshot of IMDb's top 250 movies of all time as of January 2020, and we have begun watching them from number 250 through to number one. In this podcast, we discuss our opinions, thoughts, and reactions to the movies within. Today's movie is not part of the list. It is a bonus film. Bonus number 24, Night is Short, Walk on Girl. A college girl leaves a wedding reception early to explore the bustling Ponto district and quickly finds herself whisked up in an adventure of liquor and unlikely companions. Night is Short, Walk on Girl is directed by Masaki Yuasa and is written by, or the based on the novel, written by Tomihiko Morimi and uh, the screenplay is written by Makoto Ueda. Uh, this is Douglas's Ueda. recommendation, so he's watched it. It is. I have not. I've had. Yep. And I, uh, I, I mean- we don't structure these fucking reviews in any real way, so I hadn't really planned <laughs> to bring this up in a, any certain point, but here we go. We're diving straight into it. The, go for it, babe. This is by Studio Science Saru. They have another film and series called the Tatami- Well, the film's called the Tatami Time Machine Tatami Blues. Galaxy. The Tatami oh, Galaxy yes. is the show. And, yes. And they're interesting because they're very, like, similar bits of work. I had the Tatami Time Machine- blues on my list and then i got this first so uh there you go. i've had my eye on this for a while i got my eye on a lot of fucking things but uh this was this mm. was cool and and yeah it's it's interesting it's in like the same universe which i guess we can talk about later when we talk about some of the mm. characters douglas mm. you uh you know me very well this is a this is an <laughs> excellent bonus episode for me Goose. i was a little not worried about it we we had other ghiblies and and i'm like we've had a lot of like animation recently and then you're like we got to mm. do some animation for the bonus and i'm like all right okay like and like we've got to do we've got to do some other eastern animation that isn't ghibli because i feel like ghibli has such a fucking stranglehold on everyone as far as eastern animated films go mm. that like it's whenever someone thinks of eastern animation film they go spirited away they go house moving castle it just a ghibli film is usually the first thing that comes to mind. Yeah. So I'm really trying to use our I hate this. Use our platform, Jonathan, <laughs> to try and uh see if we can get some more right some of the wrongs uh perpetrated <laughs> by Hollywood Douglas. <laughs> it's the least we can get do. Some- it's the you know, least we can do. Give these small-time uh, directors <laughs> like Masami, just help give them a bit more of a profile, you know what I mean? <laughs> uh, Masaki, sorry. No, I think, I, think, I think I don't have that problem personally, but I think that is definitely- I mean, the Ghibli films were, you know, made for- They were they were dubbed by Disney and they were published by Disney in, in the States and by extension other English-speaking countries. So, you, mm. yeah, of course you- um, They're more publicly accessible. They're, yeah, they're sort of the ones that everyone knows. It's like that and like your Funimation anime are also the ones that everyone mm. sort of knows the- which are, you know, your, your Naruto's and your Dragon Ball Z's and blah, blah, blah. Uh, yeah, no, that is a very good point. And I, and obviously there's heaps of stuff going on. I, we did talk about how much I enjoyed watching through the Evangelion series. I don't think it's a great match for the podcast, besides the fact that I've already talked about it on a, on like an ending thing. But there are episodes. Yeah. Yeah. But they're very, um, they're very fun things as well. I, I I haven't watched heaps of other stuff. We've talked about Garner Words and Call Me By Your Name. No, your name. Call Me By Your Name your is name. something yep. else. Mm. It's the album. <laughs> but I think there's a movie- I was to say, that's the- Yeah, yeah, that's no, Montero, right? <laughs> but I think there's a- I think there's By Your Name movie? I think it's a movie, isn't there? Yeah, it's this- uh, It's a Timothy Chalamet film from- I think it's written by John oh. Green. Well, it's written on- Oh, right. That fucking no, thing. No, absolutely yeah. not written by John Green. Uh, which actually does look interesting as well. Um, yeah. It's- Anyway. Um, you get get into the Chalamet zone. But 
Your Name <laughs> yes. and Garden of Words. We've talked about them before. They're quite nice films. I haven't seen heaps of other yeah. ones. Oh, no, I've watched Red Line and I also talked about Dead Leaves. Although those- Paprika? Uh, Paprika. Never mind. I take it back. I've watched plenty of Perfect Blue? Films. Is it Perfect Blue? I, I, haven't, watched, I haven't watched Perfect Blue, but I have- mm. I think, Is that by the Paprika That's by the people? same director, right? Yeah, pretty sure. Mm. Um, either way, my catalyst for bringing this film to the podcast was A, that I knew- Jonathan here would love it. It's, no, it's I hated much- it, Douglas. No, I hated yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, shut the fuck up. <laughs> um, the the vibes are very much up his alley. Uh, the uh, animation is very much up their alley. The intent, the story and everything I thought you would vibe with. And I'd also come off of uh, Thomas Vinterberg's Another Round very recently as well, oh. which has a very- similar intent and catalyst, at least behind a screenplay perspective, which is seeing alcohol as a potential of a lubricant, for lack of a better <laughs> word, for social stimulation uh, as a a, th- a vessel for, like, cocktails, beer, sake, as it all flows, it everything just kind of gets more fucked and becomes a bit of a chorus of mm. chaotic bliss, really. <laughs> Thomas Vinterberg's analysis of alcohol as a social stimulant can at times get a little bit more dark than the, at times, very hopeful and kind of cathartic and therapeutic mm. message that Night is Short Walk On Girl has. But I just think it's such an interesting- I think for me, someone who doesn't drink a lot, someone who doesn't <laughs> go out to bars or, like, go drinking very often, I think I find a almost a- voyeuristic kind of level of entertainment from watching films and stuff like this because I'm kind of like I have no personal interest in going out and getting pissed and getting myself into all these kind of fuck situations but I can live in that (laughs) by watching films like Thomas Vinterberg's Another Round um, like 90 Short Walk on Girl it's there are actually quite a surprising a lot of films that tackle this subject. Mm. Well, yeah, I mean, I think a lot of because your 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 alternative is like your stoner film, like your hangovers, and that is like going like going out and getting plastered, being a key part of the film, but just as a yeah a framing for bad decisions. And mm. I I was out last night, Douglas, and I went out. Um, we went to a, we went to a, we went and got ramen. We went and bought a bunch of soju. We went and drank in public where we weren't supposed to. We <laughs> went to a jazz bar. I met some people at another dinky little dive bar. We went to a karaoke. And I was like, yeah, this is like a very unique part of the human experience. The human experience. Yeah. That's giving it way too much fucking credit. But it's, it's a, it's a, it's a fun time. And I think me personally, I'm not, socially inept but i do definitely find it a lot easier to you know it sort of opens people up and i have this yeah it removes that inhibition i guess in yeah a lot of people i yeah. i have this i don't know what you call it but this thought that you could you know probably half the people that you walk past on the street you could have a very pleasant relationship with the friendly relationship with and probably five percent of the people you walk past on the street you would get along really well with and yeah you would have a lot in common yeah yeah, it's just difficult to make the first step going out somewhere Mm. and everyone having three drinks in them breaks down that barrier and you can just go up because you're just like what's what the fuck is up and then you're like ah bitch yeah Yeah, yeah exactly for real it's it's very interesting so i yeah uh, it, it's good that it's not just treated as a yeah a, a medium for bad decisions. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's very refreshing to see a work that looks at yeah the other side of the argument and raises the idea that um there is yeah there are certain benefits to 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 um to alcohol in a, a social setting and also just a bit of like a psychological study in that as well. Mm. Like a character study. Fucking the girl. Oh, my God. The I think she's literally just called Blackhead Girl, right? She's like called that's- Otome, but I think that might mean something. I right. Think. I should- Let's- Let's- Let's throw- uh, I mean, Maiden. There you go. 
um, ah. or young girl. Yeah, that, that makes sense. Out. Because in mm. the other series of films that I was talking about that I've forgotten the name of already, Tatami Time Machine Blues, the main character is called Watashi, which just means like, it's like a personal- Yes. Uh, uh, what's the word? Pre- uh, per- is it a pronoun? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. No. It's just like saying uh, I or me. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Uh, the character is called Watashi, which is uh, which is like actually we mentioned it uh, a couple episodes. Uh, Boku no Natsu Yasume. The main <laughs> character's name is Boku, which also means yeah. me. Uh, mm. They're very cheeky. Those they these these writers. <laughs> those fucking- these writers. What a bunch of silly little folks. Cheeky little fucks. Um. <laughs> Yeah, I I love the main character having having her as a lens of mm. uh, seemingly infinite alcohol tolerance, <laughs> and then her just wafting from one thing to the next to the next to the next. Also, her being a, co- a soon to be college student as well is like a very uh, relatable um, framing device. Mm. This odyssey that she sets off on is mm. it's filled with nothing but acceptance and amiability mm. and it is so just heartwarming it's such a I, I i don't even know like i think again i think i watched this film the catalyst for me watching this was i was writing off of thomas vinterberg's another round and i loved that i loved the energy that it had and i was like i want more of this and then i think i read a review somewhere that mentioned 90 short walk on girl and i was mm. like a fucking animated film that does this 10 out of 10 sign me up saw like two stills of it and i was like yep that looks pretty <laughs> fucked up. I'm keen to have a squeeze of that. And then, yeah, it's just the the animation style combined with such a beautiful fucking screenplay mm. with the core heart and essence of it being um, that you should experience everything to the utmost. Yeah. Um, I and think just, is she, she just such looks a at everything message. with an innocent positivity that yeah. is yeah, like beautiful. It's very, very cool. You mm. mentioned the aesthetic, Douglas, and I have plenty of character thoughts. Let's do some aesthetic thoughts pre-spoilers so we can freaking not fuck the story up that. for anyone. Not that I think yep. it's that much of a big deal in this one, but uh, I mentioned it before, Studio Science Saru. Uh, for those unaware, that is sort of the 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 done thing with animation in Japan. I, I mean, I assume other places there are like studios that will- tend to take on projects and that will generally mean they will do adaptions of uh manga or light novels which are basically just like novellas like short short books um and they will also sometimes do original works i assume this is an original work because of the way that it's sort of serialized with like its Mm. own universe that they use elsewhere anyway uh, that's Studio Science Saru. They are the particular studio that handled this. They did the recent Star Wars Visions, which I think was quite well. Ah, there yeah. you go. And, and I should have picked this, Douglas. My favorite fucking anime of all time. Don't mess with really? Izoken. Yeah. They, they ah, are, they are the Izoken people. I've talked about them before ah. on the podcast. That is, it is a delightful anime. And I, I, it's a quite a different thing, but they use, they they don't use like a standard like this studio in general doesn't really use like a standard anime aesthetic. Generally, they will do something that like these are very like simplified designs. They still have like a good level of um like semi like accurate anatomy. They don't look like cartoonish per se. Mm. They've just got these mm. very simplified faces and and general forms and blocked out colors and everything, which is super super appealing. Um, and they jump between styles as well. So, like, the main sort of, like, lucid world is, yeah, the the kind of art style that you see on the poster. I did notice that they use a lot of a sort of screen tone style effect. So, for those unaware, that's basically, uh, an old- I am unaware. There you go. (laughs) It's an old manga thing you would do where- And I mean, you can still do it, and you absolutely can still do still do it. Uh, it's basically these thin- translucent adhesive sheets that have a printed maybe a gradient uh, design or like a dotted like shadow design or like cross hatching and it means that you can put in very neat consistent looking designs over the top of quite a freehand generally uh they generally use what are they called ink pens for 
drawing uh-huh. manga. But you can yeah. have your really free-flowing freehand stuff and then put in a very consistent-looking texture over whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, they use that effect in here as well. Uh, not mm. that they really need to, but they do. Uh, and then we have- there's a sort of a screen print or like a poster style effect in a lot of the cutaways. So, early on, someone is describing all these different drinks and they're like destri- describing the pervert guy <laughs> uh, whose name yeah. I don't remember. Uh, the aforementioned haver of erotic uh, vintage <laughs> Even erotica. you saying that, like, I- I'm imagining you describing like a night out and then like the pervert drunk guy whose name I don't remember. That's fucking- Yeah. That's priceless. The uh, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> the, those scenes use this, yeah, like this blocked out, like sort of like um, the start of Monsters Inc. style, like screen print style, with really fun use of like shadows and things. They'll block out, you know, they'll have like a light source in this, and it'll drop this really consistent color shadow across that'll completely like hide the detail of whatever's behind it. It's really, really cool. And then they also do mm. a more of a traditional super vintage ink style in a couple of the cutaways as well, when there's the old guy who's talking about stuff. And that's more, it's closer to like, yeah, uh, an older style of Japanese art. They they get pretty creative with it, which is which is wonderful. But the base style is great because it sort of, doesn't crowd the visuals. It just allows for the sort of animation as opposed to the art. Not that the art is not great, but it really lets the movement of the characters shine, which is like super important with something like this. Sorry, I've just like dumped a bunch of animation facts. <laughs> no, it's it's so that like I would never be able to give as succinct a description on on animation and things as you can and that's again that's why i wanted to bring this film is because this is my one that you would be able to give (laughs) yeah i can give the thing on like wow isn't the human condition interesting time dilation blah 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 you can be like uh brushes uh the 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 thing with the the, (laughs) put the veneer over the and I, I know go, about Whoa. screen tone because I've been wanting to buy some and it is fucking expensive. I assume that if mm. you're an actual manga studio or an animation studio, you can buy it um, in bulk and save a lot of cash. If yeah. you want to buy they are it's like $20 a sheet or something for a single A4 sheet of this stuff. It is a fucking nightmare. Jesus. So I'm looking for yeah, it. Anyone, anyone knows where to get anyone cheap screen tone? Hit me up market. in the uh, <laughs> mail at 250.com. <laughs> 250 pod on Instagram. Yep. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, it, this yeah. also brings a very- some, Like, anime is super interesting in general because Japan is a- I mean, not that America and, you know, uh, Western film and animation isn't this, but I think- there's just there feels like in mainstream stuff there's less experimentation it's all about like we are making mm. something that will be engaging with people what is going to be yeah yeah you have all these people in all these manga artists um and writers in japan that like something and they're like mm. i'm also a good artist i'm gonna make a series about this thing like i've we've talked about i think i watched a rock climbing anime i just uh, i'm about halfway through a a mountain climbing anime right now and they're all interesting because you don't have these sort of problems where you'll get people in tv shows who will be like i want to make a tv show about i don't know some medical thing or whatever and Mm. they only get the broad strokes of the real facts when these things are written they're written by people who are fucking passionate about a particular subject so, the, the facts on them are rock fucking solid and they're like- Yeah. They're pulling yep. out like very consistent, re- uh, like, yeah, just like real things. And you, you get this quite early in. You've got this character who's like talking about all these like drinks and the history of them. There's a, bu- a bit later on where another character is talking about books and like the relationship between these books. And they're just like, oh, yeah, these are like real books. This guy's just like pulling out all this info about real fucking books and just going like, this yeah. book's connected to this book because of this. And this guy, this author had this, uh, uh, you know, was inspired by person X. It's uh, yeah. it's such a great 
it's thing so that succinct. You, you just don't get that in Western animation, I think. It's mm. not driven mm. by that kind the of- The specificity. Yeah, mm. there's like just a passion for a certain thing. You just don't see that as much, I don't think. It's more yep. driven by a story, uh, which is, yeah- Great. Loved that. I wish it was a little- No, I don't wish it was a little more. I think the film's got so much going on. It's just nice to have sprinkles mm. of, like, all kinds of different things in amongst it. I think there's room for both. I think that there's room for, for films like- um, Oh, God, there was a film that just popped to mind that was a Western film where I was, like, as you were talking about that, and I was like, there's a film that does that that I'm not- Like, I don't mind it. Um, Oh, no, it was a TV show, sorry. Uh, another animated TV show. Um, Arcane. Very confident in its vision and what it wants to do. Mm. And I watched some of the behind the scenes documentary stuff on Arcane and fuck me dead. That thing went through production hell and I can't help but feel in awe of the production team behind Arcane for their perseverance and stickability. Um, and also how. Uh, much they acknowledge that the market that they are making this for, League of Legends market, it's make or break. They get one shot at this, and if everyone hates it, that's it. They don't get another crack at it. There's they they explore within their their con like within the confines of what they can, and they are very passionate about telling a unique and exciting story through the confines of League of Legends characters. I don't mind that. I think that there's room for that. Like, it's it's not as experimental or as, like, groundbreaking or pushing as something like 90 Short Walk on Girl. There's room for both. And I yeah. like both. I love I love 90 Short Walk on Girl for its- I think it's core. Just like I- you I, Again, I knew that you would find so many oddities and beauties within the animation side of things that I was like, yeah, this is a surefire for, me, uh, for you. But then there are surefires for me- like in the bit where she crashes um someone's like sixtieth birthday party or something like that. Oh yeah. And the vibe is like everyone's like, Life is short, what is life? Life is over. Do you die when you what happens when you die? Like all that kind of energy. And then everyone's the the conversations aren't really profound. Everyone's fucking pissed as nits. Yeah. But it reveals the what would you call it? The the the, the finitude of life and how like the speed with which you feel like you're approaching the end of your life. Mm, yeah, that's is, a, it was an interesting- It wasn't it touched on that much, but that was definitely a theme throughout. It's it's very much- I think it's very much just condensed to this one scene, I think. The, mm. that, that, There's another, um, another bit later on, but yeah. Mm, oh, yeah, yeah. Um, but then they, like, they show their watches and, like, hers is ticking slower and then theirs is ticking faster. Mm. Um, and there's that phenomenon of, as I was saying before, time dilation, which is where- Time seems like it's passing faster the more that you age. Um, as you experience a reality and everything, it all begins to blur. All of your experiences and knowledge begin to, yeah, slowly just kind of coalesce. Mm. And I think that concept is one of the central concerns of 90 Short Walk on Girl. Mm. Not only in the sense that we all, we all perceive time differently, um, but also in the sense that we each experience reality differently mm. yeah that's wild i did like that i did make a note of i said a uh, theme of people having heavy conversations with no real conclusion and i think that also wraps back around to sort of celebrating the concept of nightlife like you do get that a lot where you might be in a mood and it might not even be a somber mood but you have these like the sort of heavy pointless conversations are a big part sometimes of going out and hanging out with some friends and drinking your sorrows away on five dollar beers uh mm. you know that's it's it's a holistic experience and it it's not like it even needs to be sold although that is sort of the the angle that otome takes with this is that she's like very up and you know happy and she's trying she's she because she, you know she brings this out through the whole film no spoilers but it's, it's sort of a theme that's going on yeah um yeah uh it's great. It's great. I uh, Before we go into spoilers, I do want to touch on- And it's so funny because I, I don't know what- how, Like, what full intention was going on here, but we got our character- They intro the film, the senpai, who is this 
this fucking like gormless fucking Our parallel protagonist. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, limp, limp banana of a man who yeah. <laughs> is trying to start a relationship with Otome, but sort of just by like bumping into her, putting himself there. Yeah, yeah. 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 Instead of just like for want of a better term, manning up and just saying something. Mm. Um, and it's interesting because I think he's not a very likable character, but I stalking, think- but not quite as creepy as stalking and without the harassment component, basically. Yeah, yeah he's just a wuss, you know. Yeah, but yeah. uh, well, we- I reckon we can talk about that more in the spoilers because I think there's something going on there, Douglas. Mm. Uh, obviously, you recommend. This film to our viewers. Unequivocally, yeah. Yeah, I think it is such a poetic film in that it's at times so chaotic, but it is so harmonious with Mm. that chaos. It is so at one with that, that I think you can't help but be kind of enamoured and inspired by it. And the again, that core concept and theme of time dilation and the- the sensation that you're not alone, that, you know, these fears, these thoughts that you're having, it's not just you that's feeling like that. And it's it's also kind of like you can control it as well. Like it's it's down to you and how you perceive things and put yourself in things mm. to get the most out of life, I guess. And that's not necessarily through going out and having a piss up. That's whatever you want it to be. Yeah. Um, a br- brunch is a nice, healthy alternative for those that uh, do. It's, 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 yeah. it's a similar vibe to, to you know, have maybe having a brunch and then going and, like, just walking down the shops with some friends is, like, a similar experience. Yeah. Uh, but there is, like, the, the whole, the yeah, the breaking of barriers that I mentioned before that doesn't make it quite unique. Yeah. It's 90 minutes and it packs so fucking much into those 90 minutes. It like. feels like a two-hour film in, like, a good yeah. way. Like, like you, yeah. get to the, you get to the end of the 90 minutes and you're like, oh, wow, I, fuck. I, I, I felt like yeah. it was- Yeah. It, there, there's- but, but, yeah, it doesn't drag. It's just- No. There's so no. much stuff going on with it mm. constantly. Um, yeah, no, I, I adored this. Um, and- I was going to y- say, do you recommend it? I oh, so. obviously, obviously. Um- and I'm very keen to watch uh, the other pseudo sequels of this film. Yeah. Uh, what do we have? Uh, content warnings. Drinking. I think that's about it. Drinking. Booze. A uh, bit of erotica. A bit of like Japanese it's very, art it's erotica. It's very, very censored. So that's, you know. Yeah. But, but whatever. Wait, yours was censored? Was it? Was yours not censored? I watched it on- uh, No, I didn't watch it on Netflix. I watched it- <coughs> Well, I watched it legally. <laughs> Legitimately. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what'd you watch it on? Legitimately. Oh, okay. Was it- Okay. Does I don't know. I, 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 it's, uh, to be fair, it has been a little bit since I last saw it. So, yeah. maybe maybe I'm- uh, <laughs> it's, Maybe it's a me thing. <laughs> um, anyway, yeah, there you go. There's- I mean, it, but it is like- It is like the sort of old- Well, hey, if you watch The Handmaiden, same vibe. Bang on it. There you go. Sorry, yep. the erotica, not the other stuff that happens in The Handmaiden because there's- <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, we- it's weird that we didn't have content Handmaiden has a completely then. different intent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a, there's a lot going on in Handmaiden. Absolutely. Anyway, uh, we'll I put a little- watch that movie again. We'll put a little sound. <laughs> and now we are in the spoiler zone. I should just ask for the- I should just ask for the foghorn, the the whatever. It doesn't matter. Um, Anything that is said in these from the remainder of the- I'm doing it for you. Anything that happens is said is spoken from now may be a spoiler for night is 2017's Masaki Yuasa's Night is Short Walk on Girl. Was that as clean as your one? Jonathan? Oh yeah, I think oh, it was. yeah, absolutely. I think that was, was. perfect. I think um, I nailed that. The funny- <laughs> I really put my whole dick in a lot. <laughs> The the funny thing about the senpai, I I could see from the beginning, I'm like, they are setting this up like they end up together, right? Yeah. And I was like, from the beginning, yeah. I'm like, I don't like this guy. This guy's a fucking loser. And it's like, mm. it's like the Scott Pilgrim effect. It's like, this guy's a fucking dude. Fuck this yeah. guy. Um, uh, I mean, Scott Pilgrim has a bit of a different angle because they're sort of everyone sucks. But um, it sort of works out like 
he is told, and I think it also I, I it parallels to Don Underwear, one of the best characters <laughs> in a Don film Underwear. we've had all He's year. He's so good. He's yeah. so good. But it's it's a strong parallel with like Don Underwear's whole thing. I it's I, I mean it's probably worth thinking about its structure because the senpai spends time with the pervert dad and like sees <laughs> what the you know the direction his life is going, and then he spends a bunch of mm. time trying to like. Get the book, which is like a bit of a weird, almost like self-serving, like, I'll win her over with gifts before I've even asked yeah. her out. And then um, his whole situation with the gorilla play. Gorilla? Sorry. Um, flash mob? I guess it's the gor- Whatever. The flash mob play type thing. He's kind of compared to, like, Don Underwear, who is putting on this amazing effort to find the girl that he wants to date, that he's fallen in love with, yeah. right? And he's going mm. all in, balls to the wall, like, professing his love, whatever. The love is, yeah. And yeah. then even then, you've got the senpires like, I'll jump in and I'll make her kiss me instead, and then we can go dating. It's like, <laughs> the whole way down, he's just being a fucking loser. But uh, yeah. it sort of concludes. I feel. I, I just feel like, on one hand, I I didn't like. It didn't feel like it was deserved. But on the other hand, it's not like he does something and she falls in love with him. It's just like he gets the balls to ask her out, and she's like, okay, yeah, yeah. Which is sort of like on brand. And she she also has this uh, that that sort of felt maybe a little shoehorn how she's like maybe i should like mature up a little bit and i'm like no just keep fucking it's just hang out it's fine don't worry about it just keep doing your thing babe just keep doing your thing i think um what you're kind of touching on is something that uh i've still been grappling with is the the phantasmatic kind of essence of this film like don underwear is living both don underwear and senpai are both living in this Fantasy, where they're, mm. they're loving for the wrong, quote-unquote, reasons, which is they're living via a fantasy. Mm. But the film constantly kind of, like, undermines poetic, phantasmic love because it's revealed as a delusional fantasy, but then it's also, like, embracing that and empowering that because mm. the love is real, even if the fantasy isn't, we should still do that. We should still feel that emotion. We should still pursue that because it's it's a part of being human. Yeah. So, um, I kind of yeah, I'm kind. I was kind of like, of course they get together because they they each want to know how the other person spent that short night that felt yeah. like a year. Yeah. Like they want to know what their experience and what their time was like, and that's it. Keeps on coming back to time. And how they they want to share in each other's little fantasy space thing that they've created for for themselves, and then it doesn't matter how fast their clocks move. They want to spend that time together. Mm. I think is fucking beautiful. <laughs> yeah, it's nice. It's 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 cool. There's there's it touches on lots of stuff, and it's also doesn't really feel like it's forcing anything too much, which is quite cool. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I, 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 you, know, you gotta love Don Underwear. He's just like, what a, what a freaking creature. And then, like, at the end, he's like, he's like, I found my love, so I like changed my underwear. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not Don Underwear anymore. His, what's his, what's his name? His, uh, uh, his Japanese name. Wait, it's something, it is, oh, Pantsu Sobancho. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I do really love the deal with, um, the the two other characters, uh, Ryoko Hanuki and Seitaro mm. Higuchi, who the latter of which is the big chin, like uh, he gets referred to as a Tengu at some point. I don't think he's actually yeah. supposed to be like a a mythical creature or anything, but he mm. uh, they they he presents himself as one, or he likes to present yeah. himself as one. Yeah, they're sort of like presented as what's the term like maybe like not gatekeepers but like people who like bring her into this fantasy in a way like mm. there are uh, there's there's surely there's something on the story wheel for these guys is all i'm saying and there are uh, yeah they're, they're almost like you know how in greek theater there was like 13 kind of characters and they were sort of used to 
Do you not know about this? I think you're the theater person. I'm, I'm, I can't say I've heard of it. Go ahead. I might be talking my ass. This is something. <laughs> this is something. Because there's like- Could be from a different style of theater, perhaps. Yeah. I don't know. They're, they're, they're like archetypes. Um, what do you- Yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah. I don't know what I'm getting at. I'm getting, I'm getting pulled off. I thought they were great fun characters. <laughs> yeah. They, they keep yeah. reappearing. And I mean, everyone sort of keeps reappearing and it, it is really funny. Which is also what kind of tends to happen on Drunken Night as well anyway. Mm. is like you'll wander around and then you, you might bump into someone, have a connection with them. And then you're kind of like, oh, well, the rest of them, we all got to go. Like oh, my, my group's leaving, so we've got to go. And then, they're, and then they're usually like, oh, okay, well, my group's going to go too. And then like, oh, no worries, I'll see you later. Mm. That's it. Mm. But then at an undisclosed point in the night, you might be walking past one another and you go, what, bitch? You walk past each other and then you just keep on going. That's it. That's the whole connection. But you will never forget that connection because it was so in your mind. The Mm. recollection of it is so pure and genuine and so full of just love, I guess, for lack of a better um, Mm. sensation. Yeah. It's kaleidoscopic. Oh, yeah, baby. I love that. There's- Mm. Sorry I said it like that. Um, Imagine I didn't- Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Baby. Oh, uh, oh. Oh, yeah. (laughs) There's a lot of interesting little tidbits of iconography. There's the Tengu mask, which is that sort of like red angry face with the nose. It's like the- it's. I think it's an emoji. The demon mask. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I think. It's got like a long nose. It does, yes. There's the lucky cat- uh, I wrote down a bunch of these. And there's also the Dharma, which shows up heaps. And uh, there's definitely some kind of, uh, you know, greater thematic thing they're trying to get at here. For for those uh, unaware, the Dharma is like the little red, like, head where it's like a dude with like a little, like, a little beard and uh, uh, like the angry eyes. And when you, mm. they're like, you know, they're the size of like a, a rock melon, you know, um, a cantaloupe. And when you buy one, you make a wish and you paint in the left eye. And then once, or not like a wish, like a goal, you know, like I want to- Oh, yeah. I want to successfully do I X. want <coughs> wealth or whatever, yeah. No, no, no. It's something, it's, it's, it's got to be more, uh, I think. Concise. It's got, it's got to be like, it's a, something that you want to do. Not, not like with like a- end goal because once you have completed it ah, okay you draw in the other eye and i noticed this with the uh his actual name is i think toho i'm gonna call him that instead of the pervert it's funny to call him the pervert though he uh <laughs> a todo uh he has like a wall like all of his walls are these dharamas and they are i think yeah. drink bottles but like like liquor bottles but i think there's Something they're trying to say say with this, as well as with Princess Dharma, who you know, there's there's a there's there's something going on here. I thought I thought it was I thought it was quite fun, um, and it probably means there's like more layers to this than is initially uh, obvious, which is which is cool. That's what we like. We we talked about last week, way back when, Douglas. We talked about some like it hot, and how there isn't. <laughs> intentionally much <laughs> holy depth. shit we literally for, okay for everyone watching playing at home we literally just recorded the something like a hot episode <laughs> i can't believe jonathan just had a fucking <laughs> it's a theme of the night douglas <laughs> all right don't fucking judge me bitch uh, uh yeah <laughs> night is short yes <laughs> that is something like a hot some like it hot. There is a. It's very like upfront, and we we're talking about how that's sort of nice that the film is just like not trying to be too mm. complicated. But I think this has got more under the, under the, under the. I was going to say under the covers, but that's like very sexual. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's got layers. It's got aces up the sleeve, Jonathan. Mm. Mm. And in I think the so- holes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, just uh. Do you have any, like, other closing thoughts? I got some, like, minor things that I want to talk about, but if you go- I- Ugh. Yeah, nah, nothing. I could just- it. This film makes me want to wax lyrical and be so poetic, and, yeah. like, it it, it, it- it taps into that creative part of my brain that, like, it, talking about uh, just, like, wanting to seize life, like, 
don't, don't like don't control fate. Just ride it. Mm. Like see where the wind takes you. If the night is short, that must mean that the day is long and full of ceaseless opportunities and possibilities. So venture out into the night, make mistakes, walk on. I That's love That's beautiful. That. That's beautiful, Douglas. So what I wanted yeah. to say is that uh, it has the anime problem <laughs> of repeated musical tracks and a couple of them get fucking annoying. <laughs> <laughs> Cool. <laughs> There's a track that I had. I just had it written down as the gallivanting oh, track. Oh god, I that's the dichotomy of the two five zero. I should like have hunted it. I should have hunted it down. But um, uh, they mm-hmm. do. They use it a couple of times, and I was. I remember hearing it for like the second or third time, and going like, "I'm sick of this track." But then they never showed it again. Mm-hmm. So I was like, "Okay, that's that's cool, I guess." And they also do yep. this fun thing with these little spinning flower overlays in like moments of positivity. It's still like in the world like they haven't messed with the visual style to imply they're not as lucid or whatever but there's little flowers the spinning flowers that come over the top of the screen it's uh yeah it's cool it's cool and my last thought i really liked when the senpai is in his room and he knows that tomei is coming over to give him the the egg sake he um he's having like a fucking inside of spongebob brain spongebob's brain moment and that, that, <laughs> yeah, it is yeah. animated so cool. I love it. It's it's like all this so abstract cool, stuff, yeah. and there's like all these tiny little versions of him, like World War Zing over each other, like crawling everywhere. It's great. It's really really good, and it's such like a short bit. It must have been an absolute fucking nightmare to draw. Yeah, it would have been. Yeah, mm. to actually like assemble it. Mm. Yeah, good for them, Douglas. Yeah, do you have any trivia for the ladies and gentlemen at home? Nope. You go onto the IMDb uh, page for Nice Short Walk on Girl. There's only one piece of trivia. Would you like me to read it to you? Absolutely. Out of sheer morbid curiosity, uh, the Nice Short Walk on 2017's Nice Short Walk on Girl trivia on IMDb. Oh. The film was part of the lineup at Japanese Canadian Film Festival in Toronto in 2018. Three out of six found this interesting. (laughs) Do you find that interesting, Douglas? You know what? I think that's interesting enough. The fact I didn't even know that the film that film festival existed. So, a Japanese Canadian film festival in Toronto. I think that that's kind of cool. So you know what? Yes, I did find that interesting. Four out of seven found this interesting. I'm looking for trivia just on Google and I'm like really getting nothing. So Yeah, there's fat tiddly squat. That's very interesting. Um oh well. Uh <laughs> well, the episode maybe was shorter. Lucky you, Douglas. That's fine. This motherfucker's editing, so <laughs> this fucking bastard. Uh well. If you enjoyed this trivia-free episode of the 250 Podcast, <laughs> we put trivia-full episodes out every week, <gasps> Tuesday, midnight, Eastern uh, Australian Eastern Standard Time, which comes out to Monday afternoons in Europe and Monday mornings in America. Douglas, where can people go if they want more info about the podcast? If you want more info about the podcast, you can open up uh, your favourite web browser and type in www.250.com. That's T-W-O-F-I-V-E-O-H.com. We've got a full list of INDB's top 250 films of all time as of January 2020 uh, sitting there on the homepage. If you want to go from Shawshank Redemption all the way back to Infernal Affairs or vice versa, you can have a look there and see whether there's anything coming up that you might be interested in. And then there is a link to listen to the podcast, I believe, on Apple Podcasts. There's a link to check out our Instagram and to get in contact with us via email if you want. Uh, Douglas and I both use Letterboxd, which is a movie <laughs> tracking and reviewing website that we're great big fans of. Uh, I, my, I'm going to do that again. <laughs> I, my. I'm going to do that again. Okay. Douglas, I was doing something else. Douglas and I both use Letterboxd, which is a movie tracking and reviewing website. Take two. Uh, it's a it's a movie tracking and reviewing website that we're great big fans of. <laughs> My account on Letterboxd is Upa, that is U-U-U-P-A-H, and Douglas. My account is Yenzo9, I-E-N-Z-O-K-N-I-G-H-T. Editing these things is a fucking nightmare because Jonathan, midway through doing another take, acknowledges that it's another take <laughs> nine times out of ten, or he'll- They'll they'll do something that like it just completely. I'm like I can't edit this. I can't make this oh, right. No, no, I yeah, can't yeah, make, you can't this, make this clean. No, so sorry. 
I just I just have to write it, I guess. Yep. Uh, I just have to walk on. Um, we do written reviews of all the films that we talk about on the 250, as well as anything else that we watch in our spare time on Letterboxd. You can look up Yenzo Knight Upa or 250 in the Letterboxd search engine and you'll find our profiles. Um, because we're recording these episodes back to back, we haven't had the time hold, hold to, up, to watch. Douglas. Douglas, I, I strategized. I split up the non- uh, non two five zero movies that I watched oh, in the last you week. Yeah, look at me, you scantily clad bitch. That's me. Uh, I'm uh, I'm butt fucking naked in the in the studio right now. <laughs> scantily clad indeed. <clears throat> I picked last last film. <laughs> I picked last film. I picked Jennifer's Body because uh-huh. uh, there was maybe a small degree of overlap. Uh, I also last week watched Ghost in the Shell, the film. Um, and I did want to, when we were talking about the bonus, I was like, I've watched Ghost in the Shell. And I'm like, should we watch mm. it for the podcast? And I think the answer is no. I've had mm. this with, I talked about it a while ago. There was a live action version of this mech anime and i was like that looks really cool i forget what it's called i was like that looks really cool and i watched it and i went yeah i think that this like that benefits from being a series you know like standalone complex ghost in the show standalone complex is quite a well-known anime series and it's it's quite well appreciated i didn't dislike ghost in the shell but they run in with some really heavy themes and they go in Right, right from the fucking start. It's like an 80 minute yeah. movie and they're just like, so we're space cops. Do you think that if you take a human brain and you attach it to a computer <laughs> that um, their human soul uh, is like part of the computer? Or if, Still. If you take like yeah. an AI, does it get a soul if the AI is good enough? And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> you were shooting a guy with an Uzi like fucking 15 minutes ago. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> I uh but it's a it is a very pretty film oh, no. uh and the stuff they do with some of the music is very interesting they have this like oh, chanting track um that's super super cool it was fine it was it was an enjoyable experience I think I'm gonna go back and watch this, this series to give you like the full slice of the experience me give me yeah, a full slice sure. of the experience mm. I think it's a fairly in fact I can find out Ghost in the Shell fairly short yeah no the, I think the, the only manga is you're gonna laugh at this. Hold up. The manga is- Oh, it's only 11 chapters. <clears throat> but there oh, is- piece, piece. There is a sequel. I don't know. Is this a <laughs> sequel? No, it's, it's 11 chapters is really short. Uh, but still, uh, standalone complex, I think, is 130 highest rate of all time on any list. I think the movie- Wow. Oh, the movie 73. But that's based. Oh. That's compared to movies, which there are less of. There's a lot yeah. more series than there are movies. Yeah. I think I look. I will confirm it in the fullness of time. But I think it would be better explored as a series. I think it needs a bit more than eighty minutes to really go into the depth they want to go into. <laughs> I'm not commenting on that face. No, I'm not commenting on that face. Keep it moving. Um. Ah. Oh, fuck. What was I? I was gonna. I was, there was something that I was gonna add to that. Oh yes. Um. You'll laugh at this. The only time I've come across Ghost in the Shell is the Scarlett Johansson starring Ghost ah. live action adaptation of Ghost in the Shell. <clears throat> Have you watched I it? I remember very fondly going to go to the, the, the theaters to go and watch it with my cousin and her partner, and uh. Her partner was like, I'm going to I'm gonna sit next to you because she's going to fall asleep. And I was like, it's an action movie. There's no way she's going to fall asleep watching this. Within the first 10 minutes of the film, she was dead asleep. <laughs> so, I know her and this doesn't surprise me in the slightest. Yeah. <laughs> I've yeah, met her and yeah. it doesn't take yeah. very much for her to fall asleep. Not, but- not, not, not much of a stretch of the imagination. You dim some light. She's fucking- she's out. Um, it was directed by the same guy who directed Snow White and the Huntsman, if you remember that. Yeah, um, That's that weird one with- uh, Oh, fuck. I think it's Chris Hemsworth, isn't it? Um, it is. Yeah. Chris Hemsworth, Charlize Theron, and Kristen Stewart. It's that wow. CGI bar fest. Um, Looks sick. That I seem to 6. be- 6.1 out of 10. I remember being- Good Lord. <laughs> I remember weirdly being mildly fond of that 
film for some reason in my adolescence. I might need to watch it again just to I think it's check like Schlocky. I think that's kind of fun. Yeah, I remember I had a steelbook of it. Um, wow. For okay. Some reason I think it was a, I think it was a gift, and um, I was just like, yeah, okay. So I just it was like the only steelbook that I had. Uh-huh. So I just watched the shit out of it. Um, What's the um, yeah? There's the. Do you remember the Hansel and Gretel? Like, gritty Hansel and Gretel film. Oh, yeah. That gives me the same vibe. Who the fuck was that directed by? Oh, there we go. Hansel and Gretel Witch Hunters, 2013, directed by Tommy Wakola. There we go. Starring yeah. Jer- Jeremy Renner. Hell yeah. Um, fuck yeah. Awesome. Oh, yes. Oh, fuck. This is actually relevant. Oh, this is amazing. I'm so glad you brought this up. So, Norwegian filmmaker Tommy Wakola and... I was watching YouTube the other day, and then on my <laughs> ads was a trailer for a little film called Violent Night, directed by Tommy oh. McCullough, uh, starring David Harbour and John Leguizamo. Oh, my God. I know it's not going to be good at all. It's going to be a perfect 2.5 film, but the trailer looks fucking insane. I really want to watch it. It looks like a vulgar, bloody... Stupid little Hollywood film. I'm so excited. I, I can't am, wait to watch it. I am pretty psyched, yes. There's nothing quite like David Harbour going, it's time for season's beatings. <laughs> Amongst <laughs> many other very shitty Christmas action-themed puns, um, I'm very excited for it. Huh. I love Naughty Santa. I don't think I've watched a Naughty Santa film in a while. So uh, we'll, we'll do it for a bonus episode. That'll be- Yeah, yeah, That'll be our Christmas time bonus episode. Yeah. We, we need to get Ooh. a- uh, bonus Halloween episode. It's going to be a little bit late. It'll be like fucking three weeks late, but you should get it nonetheless. Honey, uh, let me know. We'll work something I wanna, out. I want to get a horror India, India, India <sighs> gob. Uh, we'll, it, I will vet, I will vet the option. I have veto. <laughs> It'll be, I'll, I'll, I'll try and find one where I'm like, I think Jonathan might actually get something out of this. All right. Okay. Where it's not, it's not just like gore, blood, and guts, and jump scares and shit. There's actually like there's something that can be yeah. There's something that you can get out of it. Yeah, spooky though. I'll work on it. Okay, cool. Yeah. Get excited, guys, because uh, if we don't have a horror film, then Douglas is fucked up. God help us. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Douglas has Doug, I've Douglas has offered something I terrible, and I've told him no. Yep. Anyway, do you want to watch the listening. Batman? <laughs> the Batman. <laughs> Uh, well, no, I do like that movie. That's not- Anyway, thank you for listening to the 250. Uh, Goodbye. Walk uh, thank on. You for, thank you for- Thank you for listening. I, 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 I like making podcasts, and so thank you for being Me here too. and listening to it. Um, have a great one night. Those, one of those episodes. Have a nice short night. Mm-hmm. Don't get- I, I sort of want to try this egg sake thing. It's like eggnog, but sake. Yeah. Get, Sounds good. Get blasted. Let's pound that out right now. See ya. Bye. Bye. Ah. My throat really hurts.